0: 50 episodes! Woohoo! Recording these episodes up to now has been so much fun, and to celebrate you and this amazing community that we've built, I thought it'd be fun to do a QA. and a ask me anything. The questions that you guys sent in are so, so good, and I'm so excited to dive into them in today's episode, from business to finances to relationships, we're really getting into it today and I think taking our relationship to the next level. So let's get to it. You're listening to Behind the Design Podcast, your digital version of co-working that takes you behind the scenes on how to create an authentic brand, build an intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. I'm your host and brand guru, Olivia Silvestro, here to equip you with the tools to wake up every day doing what you love and make money doing it. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get to it. Okie dokie, let's get into the episode. So this episode was so much fun to record. It's so exciting to go through all of your questions. It really gave me a chance to reflect on my business, on things that I'm doing, my day-to-day life, all the things. So I'm very excited to answer all your cues. So, but before we get into it, I just want to remind you that because we are doing, we are celebrating 50 episodes, we're doing a giveaway and we are giving away a show it website template, which is a $450 value plug and play website template. You can go through, make anything customizable, photos, fonts, colors, all the things to make you have a professional online platform, which is why I'm in business. So if you want to win a website template, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Behind the Design Podcast, and you want to follow Behind the Design and Current Design Studio. You want to leave us a review on iTunes and then share the post on Instagram stories, and you'll see on Behind the Design Podcast Instagram, you will be able to Um, there's a post, it says episode 50 giveaway, and that's the post that you'll repost on stories. So we made it very easy for you to win a giveaway and win a beautiful website template. And that is my way of saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support and for this community. I seriously love doing this podcast. It's been so much fun. These 50 episodes have been amazing. So yeah. So don't forget about the giveaway. Okay, before I get into answering your questions, I wanted to talk a little bit about the intention behind this episode. And it really stemmed from we just recently did a rebrand. So if you're following Current Design Studio, you know that we just launched a new brand and website. And this was actually the first time I've taken myself through our client process and done a rebrand. And the reason for the rebrand is because there is so much more personality to my brand than just the agency feel. So for a while I was hiding behind the agency feel of wanting to be professional and look sophisticated and luxury. And what I realized was that just wasn't really our vibe. And while we are very professional, we are sophisticated, it doesn't mean that we can't show our personality through um, our branding. So I our new branding is super fun, it's exciting, it's fresh, it's way more vibrant, which is very my personality, so I'm very excited. So if you haven't checked that out yet, head to Current. But what we're also doing with this rebrand is I introduced a bunch of new services, and so we've always done custom brand and web, that is our bread and butter, but there's a part of business that I love, which is education. I love helping, assisting, guiding, sharing things that will help you up-level your business, which is why I have this podcast. So with the education side of the business, I've started a mastermind for designers. I'm implementing a coaching program. And then quarterly, I'm going to be doing mini trainings. So we'll be doing deep dive trainings once a quarter for you guys. So if you're curious, go check it out. Um, and yeah, at currentdesignstudio.com. So with this rebrand, the kind of pillars that we're going to be sharing are soulful design, creative entrepreneurship, and intentional living. And what this means is soulful design, every brand that we design has so much soul, so much purpose in it. Creative entrepreneurship, sharing with you the educational side on things, not just of branding and websites, but also how to build a multi-six-figure business with systems and processes to up-level your overall business. And then intentional living. So, we are currently remodeling our house. Um I love wellness and woo and morning routines and all of the things and that is something I'm really excited to be sharing with you because the reason why we started making started our businesses is that, so that we could live the life that we want to. So that's where the intentional living comes in is building a business that allows you to live the life that you want. So really taking a well-rounded approach to all things business, design, life, you know. Okay, let's get into the questions. So the first question is, in the beginning of your business, how did you prevent yourself from saying yes to all of the opportunities for the sake of having clients? Okay. I love this question because I think when you're first starting out, you're just taking all of the clients because you need to make money. You're trying to build your portfolio or just get testimonials and, you know, pay the bills and pay your rent and all of that stuff. So I definitely think that this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I know for myself, you know, this is something I did too. I helped everyone and everyone and I took all of the clients. and this is not something I recommend doing. I'm going to give you tips on if you're just starting out how to not do this. However, taking on a lot like any kind of client really helped me to understand the type of clientele that I wanted to work with versus the clientele that I didn't. So when I first started, I just kind of like jumped all in and was like, I'm a graphic designer now and I have this business and didn't really have a lot of experience like at all so working or so yeah so working with a a lot of different people in different industries allowed me to be like okay i don't like working with these people i prefer to work with this type of clientele so what kind of category do they fit in so it definitely helped me to eventually niche down to where i am now which is working with people in the health and wellness industry so that was definitely helpful but if you're in this position now and you're just starting out and or you're, you've you been in business for like less than a year and you're really just trying to find your footing and not just taking on all of the clients all of the time, then what I highly recommend doing is creating is really getting clear on the vision of what you have for your business. So what is it that you ultimately want to be doing two, three five, 10 years down the road. So maybe 10 years is a bit of a stretch, but two, three, five years, do you want to be doing brand and website design for, you know, creatives, or do you want to be selling courses and memberships or passive income, whatever that is for you, really get clear on the vision and the type of business that you're creating. And then reverse engineer from there. So if you want to sell courses and templates and a membership and you want to go more of that route, then backtrack from there. If you want to do more custom one on one, then I would, you know, backtrack from there and like reverse engineer what it is that you have to do to get those clients, what your website needs to look like, what your portfolio needs to look like, the type of packages or services that you're offering. So really getting clear on the big vision for your business. And then when those clients do come along that aren't like a hell yes client, which I'll talk about how to know that in a second. If they're not a hell yes client, then, and they're not, Go like catering towards that big vision that you have, then just you can gently let them down. But really knowing the vision and where you see yourself and where you see the business is super helpful. Is like is key. And then when you have clients coming and you're on a call with them and you're super excited, you're like, Yes, this is awesome. I'm so excited to work with you. And not just seeing dollar signs, but you're actually excited about the project. Then that's how you know that that's a hell yes client. Now, if you're on a call with a client and you're like, Well, that doesn't really align with my vision. I don't really feel like it, but I can get, you know, a few thousand dollars from them. Then that's how you know. That specific client isn't catering towards the big vision goal that you have. So really getting clear on that vision and what it is that you want your business to be like and the types of clients that are going to fuel that business. One last thing about this topic. So your, after you get clear on this big vision, your online presence should Cater to that. So when your Instagram, your website, your Pinterest, your podcast, all of that should cater to the big vision. And what I mean by that is when you know the type of business that you want to have, the type of clients that you want to work with, you want to have testimonials, portfolio, packages, services, vi- overall vibe that speaks to that client. So if you're starting out as like a graphic designer for all of the things but you really want to be a graphic designer in the wellness space then your portfolio and your testimonials should reflect past clients that are only in that space and same goes for people in the coaching space you know if you want to work with busy moms but right now you're working with financial advisors then you want to get you want to cater your packages your services and you know create all of your marketing collateral towards busy moms. And here's the thing, if that's who you want to work with, you don't have to have experience in that. You just want to, you want to know that, that those are the results that you can make for people. So that's my advice for that question. I hope that helped. The next question is, if you niche to an industry, how do you manage conflict of interest between competitors? Okay, great question. So my always my biggest biggest advice to clients, whether you are in the design space or you are a coach of any kind, is nobody is you. And I know that's so cliche and that you see that Pinterest quote going all over the internet, and people tell you this, but it's so, so true. You are going to have competitors no matter what niche you're in, what you're doing what space you're in, no matter what, you're going to have competitors, but no one is like you. So whether you're a coach or a designer or whatever, a professional, a services professional, You have something that other people don't. So that's what you want to leverage. You want to leverage your unique process, your unique work, your personality, things like that, that your competitors don't. There are 500 million bajillion graphic designers out there or brand and web designers out there But no one has your unique aesthetic. Nobody has the type of process that you go through. Nobody is you. So you just want to remember that and know that that's that there's always gonna be competitors out there, but rather than retreating and getting nervous about it, really show extra your personality. And this goes back through to what I was talking about in the beginning with our rebrand was, you know, I work with coaches and wellness businesses. That is my bread and butter. And there's now a lot of businesses out or graphic designers out there that are saying, Oh yeah, I work in the wellness space and blah, blah, blah. But what I leverage more than any other designer out there I think is that I live in this space and like not only do I like have a self-care routine but like I have my 200 hour RYT I I am in an Ayurveda immersion program. I have an infrared light. Like I meditate with crystals on my face. Like I'm not just into self-care and all of that stuff. So when clients come to me and they're like, I'm a spiritual healer or I do postpartum um, hypnotherapy, I totally get that. I've probably worked with three or four other people in that space as well so you really want to communicate that with your clients not only your work and all of that stuff but what it's physically like to work with you and your process and how they can connect because when it comes down to it people aren't buying services they're buying from people they're buying from you they're buying into your story. So if there's a way that you can connect with your ideal client in that niche industry that no one else can, or just a way that really, um, leverages you and your personality, it's going to set you apart from your competitors in the long run, and then also allow you to charge more. So just know that there's always going to be competitors out there. It can be very frustrating and can give you like that imposter syndrome or make you feel a bit frantic. But don't worry, there's always going to be competitors. And my best advice is just be yourself, put yourself out there, be as authentic as possible and make that connection with your ideal client. And same goes for those that are in the coaching space is... I get so many clients that are like, oh, you know, life coach, health coach is so overused. What can I do that's different? And the same thing for you guys in the coaching space is really showing your personality. What's it like to work with you? What's your story? What's your transformation? How did you even become a coach for, you know, busy moms? That's what's going to connect you with that ideal client that's in that niche industry. Okay, next question, and this was probably my favorite question. Maybe I should have saved it for last, but I just have them numbered right here. <laughs> um, what has been your biggest mistake, and what did you learn from that? So this, actually, this question, actually, I ended up journaling because I loved this question so much. And what I would say my biggest mistake was being scared to take the big leap and really put myself out there. So. When I started my first, my business in 2017, I, was really worried about what other people would think of me. I was worried that I didn't have the experience. I was worried that I didn't have a business plan. And so I kind of just like sort of put myself out there and was like, hey, I'm a graphic designer for everyone and like didn't really promote myself on social media. I hid behind my business name. I hid I didn't have stories. I don't even know if Instagram stories were even a thing actually back then. I have no idea. But anyway, so I just really didn't put myself out there. I didn't tell like friends or family really what I was doing because I was super nervous. And I would say that probably not until like a year or a year and a half maybe after I had started was when I really put myself out there and was like, no, I am a brand and web designer and this is what I do. I can make you a lot of money by your, just by your design. So you should hire me. And I, once I did that, it changed everything for me. I started getting an influx of clients. I hit multi six figures that year and it just was like a huge, a huge turn. And like, not just for myself, not just for my business, but for myself as well, because I was taking myself seriously. It was like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. No plan B, like not hiding behind. I still had a part-time job for like a year after I started just because I was like nervous. And the year, the month that I hit, that I left my part-time job, I hit five figures or yeah, five figure, a five figure month. So it's just like. Being scared and like holding myself back because I was scared of what other people thought or just scared that I would fail was definitely my biggest mistake. Like if I had just went like all in right from the beginning, then I would have been where I am now a lot sooner. So my advice for just this question in general is you are your biggest advocate and no one is going to push you as hard as yourself because no one really knows what you're doing. Um, Unless you're in my mastermind, then I definitely will be pushing you really hard. Um, But otherwise, you know, entrepreneurship can be lonely. It can be really hard, but just put your head down, do the work when you need to, and it will all... Always be worth it. Trust me. Okay, loved that question. So the next question is, advice for someone just starting out, dot, 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 like where do I even start? (laughs) So sort of similar to the question before, which is why I kind of grouped these together, is just start. So it can be very paralyzing thinking, okay, I need to create a website. I need to create, you know, Instagram account. I need to like have all my packages and services and everything in order. And the thing is, is you're going to evolve and change so much over time, especially in the early years of your business. Like, Honestly, the first probably five years of your business, you're testing things out, seeing what works, what doesn't. And so you're going to change. So my advice is just start. Start putting yourself out there. Create just a simple landing page as a website and put yourself out there. They've made it very easy now for website templates. I have a website template shop if you need it. It's super easy. Um, inexpensive to just get started online and just start putting yourself out there. You know, create um, simple services and just start promoting yourself and you will start to get people. So that is my advice. (laughs) I know it's not much advice, but don't let those little things paralyze you from just getting started because otherwise you're going to be working behind the scenes for so long without actually getting clients. So you really want to like start putting yourself out there, make a simple landing page for your website. And then behind the scenes, once you start getting clients behind the scenes, start working on your website and your content and all that stuff. But just get started, put yourself out there, tell everyone and everything, um, about you, your business, how you can help them and just start getting clients. Another thing that this is kind of an unpopular opinion for someone that's just starting out, people say like, don't do things for free. But honestly, as a designer or as a coach or whatever, getting those first few testimonials and social proof is super helpful. So if you want to like hone in your craft a little bit and maybe get some testimonials or get some, you know, work in your portfolio, finding someone that speaks to that big vision that you can do a trade with or something like that. Like when I first started, I did a trade with a photographer and that was awesome because I got brand photos and then she got a logo. So that was really great. And I still have some of those photos that I use today. So Doing a trade or something like that can be really helpful. And you really just want to set yourself up to look professional right from the beginning. So having some sort of like landing page or something like that to just like drive traffic to and get people to. But just start. Don't let the, all the little things keep you back, um, hold you back, tell people that you know um, and put it out there on the interwebs. Okay, next few questions are about finances and then about my fiance. Okay, so next question, how did you save for a home? I love this question and my family and my friends will tell you that I literally drive them crazy with how to save and spread your money. So this is something that I don't talk about often and would honestly be happy to if you have any questions, but saving is easy and it is not something you have to do when you ha- have a lot of money. So, I take a totally different approach to saving and all of that stuff than most people. So, I know that initially, or I know a lot of people do the whole budgeting thing. And for years, I always tried to budget. And it's like, you know, you can spend $500 on this a month, $300 on groceries blah, blah, blah. I am not going to track that. I'm just straight up not going to do that. Like if I want something, I'm just going to get it um, within reason. So that's one thing that I know people do is like budgeting and all of that stuff. Another thing that I hear a lot of my friends and like my family say is like, oh, well, I want to, pay off my credit card or pay off my debt before I save. And the thing is, is you are always going to be in debt. There's always going to be some sort of like credit card debt, blah, blah, blah. So if you are not constantly just paying off your credit card, you're never going to save. So my approach to finances is paying yourself first. And I learned this from the book Profit First. By Mike, he has some crazy last name. It's like Mike Lowes or something like that. And I listened to it on audiobook and it's literally made for entrepreneurs, like how to basically pay yourself. So how most people do finances and what I did for a long time is you pay your bills. So you pay your bills, blah, blah, blah. And then whatever you have left over, you quote unquote save and you just like put it in a checking account. So here's my tips. Say you... first of all, you want to know where your money is going. Like, it's not just like, okay, like this month I made $10,000. So this is where the money is going. I'm going to blow it on XYZ. No, you want to know always where your money is going. So especially as an entrepreneur. So if you, first of all, you should have a separate account, a separate personal and business account, like should not be mixed. If you don't have that already, then you need to fix that ASAP. So You have two separate accounts and you're going to pay yourself the same amount every month from your business. And that might seem a bit scary. So if that, you know, if you don't want to pay yourself the same amount, then go a little bit lower so that it's somewhat consistent. But some like pick a number and then pay yourself that way. So let's say you pay yourself $5,000 a month. I'm just going to use that number for easy numbers. You're going to transfer that money to your personal account and then distribute the money accordingly. And every month you're going to save a specific amount of money. So let's say every month you are paying $1,000 to your savings, $2,000 to your mortgage and like maybe, you know, utilities, whatever. Um, or $2,000 to your mortgage, $500 for utilities. That leaves you with $1,500 left over for like living, paying off your credit card, things like that. So now you know that by the end of the year, if I save $1,000 a month, I'm going to have $12,000 in my account. So that's how that's how you predict that. And you, you have to know your numbers. Like you can't just go into everything blindly, especially when buying a house. So basically that's what I did was I started really small. I started saving like $200. Then I upped it to 300 and now I save, um, a lot a month because well, to be honest, we're not going anywhere. So like I'm able to save, um, But for the house, we were able, we did that where we saved, you know, X amount a month for like years. Like we've been saving for many, many years and we've been doing that. And so by the time we were ready to start looking, we already had the finances that we needed in there. And we were actually able to buy a house that was over our initial budget. Like we thought that we'd be able to buy a house, you know, One budget, and we ended up like going way over it because we realized that that's what we could afford. Also, um, interest is really low right now, so it was helpful with like not needing like too much down. But yeah, so that's my biggest advice: is paying yourself first. And if you have any questions about this, please reach out on Instagram. I'd love to help you with this because if I'm being honest, like I. I, within the last year, I started making money in my business, like, like more money than I was at my corporate job. So it really hasn't been a lot of years that I've been making multi six figures. It's really only been like maybe a year and a half. And the reason I'm sharing that is because I think a common misconception or like thing about finances is like, oh, when I make more money, then I'll be able to save. And it's like, No, just start from anywhere. Start with $50 a month. Start with $100 a month. Start really, really small and then start to build up because eventually you're not even going to miss that money that you are putting into an account. Oh, one other thing about this too that's very important is putting your savings in a different account, like account that you like don't look at, that you don't need to withdraw from, like Put it in an account that is not something that you see often. So like you're not going to be taking that out. You can always do like a mutual fund and things like that. But I'm not going to get into that because I'm not a financial advisor. But you know what I mean. So put it somewhere where you can't see it. Um, and you can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to withdraw from it because <laughs> I did that for years and did not save like I did after I moved it to a separate account. Okay, I was gonna answer another question about finances, but I just answered it took me a long time to answer that one question. So if you want me to do a finances episode, let me know and I will. So just send me a DM on Instagram if you have more questions on that. Same goes for all these questions. If you have want me to go further in depth, seriously send me an email. DM me on Instagram, and I will be happy to because knowing what you guys want to hear makes it a lot easier for me to make (laughs) episodes. Okay, next question. Is your fiance an entrepreneur too? If not, how do you balance entrepreneurship and corporate life? Okay, such a good question. So no, Alex is not an entrepreneur. We've been together for seven years now. We've been engaged for like six months maybe. Um. So we've been through it all together. We were in college. We did together. We did long distance. We moved to California and we both had corporate jobs in California. And then in California is when I quit my job and he was the first person to tell me to do that. And that was so amazing. And having his support has been huge because he just does everything for me when I'm working late and has just been like so supportive in building this business. Like I literally wouldn't be here without him. So balancing the two. So he works in um, sales. So he does outside sales for, he actually just got a new job, but it's basically the same ish position. So he works at home from home as well. He's out in the field a lot more than I am, but we actually have a really good balance Both of us are very independent. So neither one of us is dependent on each other. Like we obviously love each other and love to hang out, but like we're very independent. So if I have to work late or he has to work late or like he has to go away, like for example, last night he had to do an overnight and it's just fine. Like it just works for us. We both um, like our alone time. So it's, it actually works well. It is a little bit tough though. You know, when I'm trying to explain things to him or like trying to share wins, like he's obviously very excited, but he doesn't really like understand everything that I'm talking about. But what's super cool is that he's been there through it all. So he's been there when we've had $500 months to 10K months to double that, to double that. So he's really been celebrating with me and like knows how freaking hard I work. So it's actually really, really cool. Sometimes I have to be like, like, on a Wednesday at two, he'll be like, do you want to go to happy hour? Do you want to go out on the boat? And I'm like, okay, well you're still making money right now, but I'm not because I'm not working. So sometimes I have to like remind him, like this is literally my livelihood. So I can't be just like gallivanting around the lake for, um, (laughs) however long, but yeah, so it's actually been really great. It's amazing to have someone that's so supportive and that's something I will say, you know it's definitely a balance. Like it has not always been this easy. Like he definitely gets really frustrated if I'm working a lot or like talking about work all the time. But, um, you know, if you're with the right person, they're very excited for you. (laughs) Okay, next question is another kind of personal-ish question. How do you show up on Instagram and not worry about what your friends and family think? Okay. I love this question because this is actually something that the girls in the Design to Scale mastermind are working through right now is showing up on Instagram and it can be so scary. So the first time you're showing up on stories, you're like, "Oh my god," what the heck? This is so scary. What are my friends going to think? My family's going to think. And the thing is, is first of all, who the hell cares? They're not paying your bills. So whatever. And if they have something to say, then they can just unfollow you. I know it's easier to say, but I was definitely very worried when I first started, you know, what's everyone going to think, but you know, you're not putting the content out for them. And if they're curious, they're obviously going to follow along. But if not, you know, yeah. Again, the content's not for them, and the chances are once you put it out there, they're gonna be your biggest supporters. You know, when I, I I was so nervous to like show up on Instagram and share everything, and I've actually over the years I've actually worked with people now that I grew up with that I went to high school with that one someone was my gymnastics coach. You know, you are. No one's gonna know about you if you don't ever share, and people want to see the behind the scenes. they want to see who they're hiring. they want to know about you. so sharing and showing up is really important to getting to know your audience and sh- and getting to know who your yeah your clientele and who you're gonna be working with so so what I would do is you know when you're want to show up on stories and when you want to uh, share something or show on Instagram. Go back to that big vision. Remember who you're creating this content for, and you know, in the long run, it's gonna be it's gonna be better, and you're gonna get more um, traction and get to know your audience more. Like we had someone in our uh, mastermind right now; she's been showing up on Instagram stories, and someone sent her a really kind message, like "Thank you so much for sharing." Um, we had another girl who got so much positive feedback, and it's like just showing up and showing your face is allows you to connect with your audience so much more. So don't worry. Your friends, your family are going to be supported. They're going to be excited for you. And if they're not, then they shouldn't be in your circle. Okay. And very last question. Will you be making a course for designers? Very good question. And honestly, right now, I am not going to be making a course for designers, maybe next year. But honestly, I love the connection part. So right now we have Design to Scale, which is a mastermind for experienced designers. And we're enrolling now actually for the July cohort. And it's an intimate high touch point mastermind. So like you're working with me one-on-one, you're learning from the other girls, there's expert speakers, like it's very high touch point. And I love that. Like I love connecting with you guys, getting to know your business. And I just feel like with a course, it's just not enough. Like it's just not enough substance. So something that I'm doing that's not as, um, high of an investment for experienced designers, is I'm doing kind of a mid-tier one, which is going to be a group coaching program for newer designers. So you'll be um, learning about, um, you know, scaling to 10K months, um, learning like client processes, systems, really setting the foundation of your brand, niching down, packaging your prices, um, all of that stuff. And it's going to be at a bigger capacity. There'll be about like 15 people and it'll be a monthly thing at a less of an investment, but it's still one-on-one like support from me. So I'm showing up to the calls. I'm going to be answering your questions. There'll be a Slack channel. And that to me is just way, way, way more valuable than a than a course. So right now, no, I am not working on a course, but I have other great things in the works. So if you're interested in either of those two things, I'm now enrolling for starting in July. So if that interests you and you want to learn from me, um, at either capacity, whether you're an experienced designer or a new designer, reach out on Instagram and I will send you more info. We can just hop on a call. But yeah, I just love the um, one-on-one, the community support. And with the with the course, I just, I don't feel like you get that. And that's just not really my vibe. Like, I like people. <laughs> I like hanging out with you guys. So yeah, I hope that answers your questions. Um Okay. Awesome, guys. These were such good questions. If I didn't get to your question, then maybe I'll do this again. But I love this episode. I love getting into this. So if you have any more questions for me, please feel free to reach out on Instagram. Seriously, I make these episodes for you to help you. So if you have topics that you'd like to hear, if you want me to go in depth even more on some of the questions that I asked today, totally fine. I would love to hear your feedback. So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget about the giveaway. If you want to win a show it website template, follow the instructions for the giveaway at Behind the Design Podcast. But otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps so much more than you know. Like you have no idea how much that helps me. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode.